And as ever, I'm you, and once again, I'm joined by Harry, Greg, and Liam. Um, we're here due to consistency purposes and not wanting to be shite bags, and that's pretty much the only reason why. Um, how you doing, boys? Been better. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst I've felt since last weekend. <laughs> oh, Harry, what, what was your thoughts on, on Saturday? Uh, it's just kind of be, being honest. This, this just feels weird. Oh, my connection's unstable. That's good. Um, just kind of like my life is. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a difficult one eh? because everybody's kind of in the same boat. We're all really frustrated. The team. It's like the semi final as soon as St John's. Like I, I hate to say, I told you so because this is the worst time yeah. to say it. it. You said last week if St Johnson scored first, have we got a chance? And I said no. And um, that's exactly what happened. St. Johnston scored the exact same time they scored in the other final against Livingston. Um, but I, I think credit where it's due. I think Callum Davidson has done what I think is the best job in Scottish football in my lifetime. I think that winning a double with a budget that he's got at St. Johnston is an absolute miracle. In theory, Hibs should have stopped them on both occasions, but he seems to have a system that Jack Ross can't work out. I think it's, as, in my opinion, it's, it's as simple as the players haven't been showing up in the games against them and we haven't done enough tactically to break them down because they've looked very comfortable in both games. Um, the first game, we obviously had a few chances, but apart from Jackson Irvin, that, that was about the only good chance we actually created in 90 minutes. That was it, Just rubbish, mate. Just rubbish. That was it. I, I'm, I'm going to say both, mate. Like, I think that probably what makes it so... I don't know if it makes it easier to take or harder to take. Like because see, I, see when they scored, like I, I, I was almost scrapping with my entire family. I was like, it's done. I was like, like I was just like, gate. Like I said that, and they were like, oh no, there's still time. There's stuff. Like, not like like it's. And we were in the group chat, and obviously with various opinions and stuff during the game and stuff. But like it was just, and the, it was like the players went, nah, we're done. And what I what I cannot fathom was. Um, I know there's not going to be any real routine here. I'd like we can all just talk about our own thoughts in the game. But what I really don't understand is, we are we the only football team in the world that doesn't get a boost for a keeper making a great double save for a penalty? Like, how does that not then make you want to really go at it for the next what 15, 20 minutes that were left? And I even then, like I'd been in a proper lull between sort of then and them scoring, and then I thought, right, let's go. And then we just pinged it straight up to Park, and their centre half won it, and I was like, oh yeah. That's all we've got to do. Like, it was just so disappointing. Liam, what, what did you make of the game? Um, it was just an insipid, unimaginative, dull, poor, dire, dreadful, shite performance. Like, I, I, I can't actually find enough words in the English dictionary to do justice to how bad a performance it was. Um, even at 0-0, I don't think we were looked particularly good. When we went 1-0 behind, we were just completely out of the game. The goal we conceded was a really poor goal to concede from our perspective. Callum Bush shows a bit of determination to win the ball back. Alex Gogic makes a, sorry Harry, a couple of years, Alex Gogic makes a schoolboy mistake. David Witherspoon's not got a left foot on him. He's obviously going to come back inside you, sells him to the shops, puts the ball in the box. Doig needs to do better in there, doesn't do enough. Rooney scores. And then and, and Harry's bang on the money. The minute they scored that was it, it was game over. A wee bit of 
Dutch courage in me on Saturday had a bit of confidence after uh, the penalty save. I thought, fucking hell, we might get back in this because how often do you see that being the spark yeah. plug that changes the game? And it just didn't, it didn't do anything. And to be fair, St. John's went off for nothing either, but they didn't have to. They defended narrow, they defended well. But, you know, Callum Davis has showed us the template of how to beat us this season. And he just went out and played exactly the same template again and it done the job. I, I think I think it's fun, and I guess it's like like you said there again. St. Johnson offered nothing, and well, we said that. Um, what in the split game at Easter Road, we said that in the game at, at Perth, and was it February March time? And after the semi final in January, we said, "Oh, we battered them for half an hour." And I agree. I don't think we were spectacular for the first half an hour, but I still felt we were in control of the game. I think it. I thought it was fairly. Again, like without creating anything, but I thought if there was if a team looked more likely, I thought it was us. And then Jackson Irvin, it's not even, it's, it's a chance. But I think that tells you everything of where maybe the way that the games have been going this season. Seeing any other game against any other team, you're thinking, oh, that was a decent chance, good save. It sort of just broke to him. But see, for me, I was like, that's a huge chance he had to score that. And I think it's because you knew if they scored, that was it. You know what I mean? It was like going into the game, it was like you knew you just you weren't going to get many chances. And it was basically if you get shot in the box, it needs to win. Like, I don't know about Greg what's your thoughts on it Greg um, do you think that was potentially our worst performance of the season by a long way we've obviously spoke about the games against Ross County and Livy at home but for me Saturday was by far the worst we've played this season in fact it's not even a performance is it Saturday it was gutless nobody was willing to take responsibility we were slow, we were static we created nothing. We had that one chance that is pathetic attempt at a shot. For me, he has to score. The goalie's going down. He just has to roll it in. Um, far too many performances that were close to unforgivable on Saturday. For me, the, the first goal, Boyle makes a poor attempt at a tackle. McGinn tries to then volley the ball against the player. That's pathetic. Gogic, don't know where he's going. Um, and... There's just nothing there, is there? I think there was one moment in the game where Joe Newell gets the ball and you're willing him to turn and he goes all the way back. You know, mm. for me, it's far too negative. I just, like, the, who I was watching it with, we were all totally convinced that was it, game over. We aren't good enough to come from 1-0 down to win games. We aren't good enough because we've not done it this season. Yeah, once, once all season. Oh, and obviously... It, it's not been a, I don't know if it, we haven't went behind all that often this season. That's the thing, and I think on the same hand as well, I think if we had scored first, we probably all would have been really confident and we'd seen it out for the exact same reasons that we were confident that we wouldn't get back in it because St. Johnson have proven to be a tough nut to crack. And saying that with, when we have scored first this season, we've proven that tough nut to crack. Eleven times away from home, we went ahead this season, and eleven times we won the game. Like it's, oh, it just, it's just so flat, eh? Well. Like, you know, you're looking for your bigger players to step up, the more experienced players. And there was no leadership on that pitch on Saturday. Everyone was far too accepting of the position we were in. Nobody, nobody tried to take the game with the scruff of the neck and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Murphy came on and, and done absolutely nothing. So, And you look at the bench, there wasn't a whole lot on the bench. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of the only, like, do you think, do you think it's like we've got a good squad? But it's like they just we don't have. I don't want to say like the isn't that the term, but you don't have like, that. It's like we don't have that sort of 
not even anything the pack, but really that Joker card that's just a bit different. You know what I mean? Someone that you can just throw in there and be like, that makes sense. I, I don't like a, a target man that you launch it forward to. But see, even if Christian Dodge was on the bench, I wouldn't all of a sudden think, oh, we're going to go route one. I mean, I don't even, like, I think Dodge does a lot of dirty work, but I don't even really think he's that much a target man. Like, there was just nothing on the bench when you look at it and go, oh, he, he's rapid or he's this or he's that. And I just think that's what we were lacking big time. Like, even, like, look to St. Johnson's bench, O'Halloran came on. And, like, I, I don't think he's that good. But, like, when he came in, I was like, oh, well, they could hit us on the counter-attack now. Like, they've got pace to get in behind as soon as we... And, but the most frustrating thing for me was, obviously, we were 3-5-2, and they were sort of 5-3-2, really. They were not committing men forward, but we were not committing our back... Our, all our back three were still so deep. We were constantly outnumbered. Hanlon and McGinn had to... They've, they've done it to good effect all season got forward and joined in in the attacks and I think against Motherwell both goals in, in the cup both goals against Motherwell came from Paul McGinn really getting down and out and around Boyle and we done none of that during the game and I think we all spoke about it I think in the group chat or maybe in a different chat and said like until they start pushing forward we're just going to be constantly outnumbered in the final third and I think that's what proved and I say about that sort of ace in the pack or like a joker card for me Sean Rooney's almost that for them like a really tall wing back that's really good in the air. Like, if you're playing Josh Doyle or Lewis Stevenson, neither of them are going to deal with Sean Rooney in there. Like, I think that's the uh, just a difference that they have. But, Harry, there's been a lot of chat about the Jack Ross or the players. Like, what was it? Like, Jack Ross needs to learn from the defeats. The player, like, where, where do you sit on that one? It's a hard one for me because, being honest, I don't think that McGregor starting the game over Port just makes any difference at all. I know we were missing no. the leadership on the pitch, but for the goal that we conceded, as we said, Boyle should be doing better, then McGinn should be doing better, then Gogget should be doing better. For me personally, like obviously Doig should be doing better, but I do think it was a mismatch. I don't think that Doig, like personally, I'd blame the, uh, the ball getting in the box as opposed to Doig for not dealing with it. Um, but yeah, Hanlon and Porteous, they didn't do anything wrong for the goal. And um, I've seen all over Twitter, defensively, we were woeful. We conceded one goal. They, they didn't create anything. Obviously, we gave away a sloppy penalty, but apart from that, they didn't create anything. Like, this whole, like, People keep trying to feed narratives that don't exist on Twitter. And because everybody's angry, they'll hear one angry thought and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. So now everybody's just got stupid opinions based on one person making something up. Like, yeah. for me, Jack Ross needs to do a better job with his team talks. I, 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 I'm not in the dressing room. I can't say that for certain. But they go in the changing room and you're expecting them to just come flying out and they don't. And it's happened time and again this season when we're behind or when we face adversity. We just don't, like, get ourselves up. Um, but yeah, no, like for me personally, I said last week, I think Jack Ross has done a great job with his recruitment and getting us into third place. And yeah, the cups <laughs> were frustrated. Like, if we got knocked out by Motherwell um, before the Rangers, before Rangers got knocked out, we wouldn't be arsed. Like the only reason we're as arsed as we are is because we made it all the way to the final. Yeah, maybe we've got a big game mm. problem, but like, the only, like <laughs> we're just annoyed because we've been playing well. Like, yeah. people saying Jack Ross out, it's just baseless. It's stupid. Like, we've we've started a project and we need to continue that project. Obviously, we're annoyed now, but I don't think that now's the time to be stacking the manager when you've got your best league finish for 15 years. Well, well, I think it, it leaves open as, as people now will be looking at him at the start of the season to really perform. You know, he's now on the back foot again this season. 
what what fans are looking for now is is big signings and a big start to the season and a good run in Europe. And you know, the fans are so annoyed at how bad that was at the weekend. So he's got a massive job in his hands now over the summer. It's a gutter that the fact that that was the last game of the season as well, just because obviously it is just a crap taste in the mouth. Even if the Celtic 0-0 was after it, then at least you'd have something. But it's just the fact yeah. that's the last thing you've got until August. For me, I should be nowhere near the conversation of him being removed based on what we've achieved in the league this season. So for me, I, you know, it, it shouldn't even be a conversation at this point. But clearly it is because Twitter's decided it's a conversation point and there's been polls have been 10 a penny over the course of the weekend of whether he should stay or should he go. But I'm sorry, you can't run a poll saying is he one of our greatest all-time managers one day and then say a few days later, should he go or should he not go? I don't know. And, 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 so I think Greg makes a really valid point because I think we lose a, an Edmund Derby at the beginning of the next season. Right. He's going to be under severe pressure. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Um, just then, it was an interesting point you made there, Harry, about not, again, not that any of us are privy to it. Jack Ross might have them up against the walls at fucking half time. I doubt it, but we don't know that. But do you, do you think there is almost too much of a trusted process almost? Like you say, like it's like we believe in the way we play and then that's maybe we, we come... I get the impression that even if... like I feel like at the weekend, Jack Ross says, like, guys, you like you know what you're doing. Like, the, the goal will come as opposed to get a fucking grip. Sort of... I'm not Neil Lennon's biggest fan, but you can imagine Neil Lennon was more of a fucking screaming and shouting, teacups getting thrown sort of guy. See, the thing is, for me, like, um, I think a massive thing in sport is just feeling threatened. I think that that's why so many footballers, like, get determined. But at halftime, as, as you say, the bench just isn't there. Like, these players know they're playing for the full game, so there's not the fear of, oh, no, I'm getting taken off in the cup final. And then for a player like Gogic, he knows he's not going to be scoring winning goals. So who, who cares if I get taken off? Like... I think the main problem that we've got is depth. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm slagging people off for saying things that aren't necessarily true, and I've said something about Jack Ross that might necessarily not be true. But I, I think you can see in games, they just, like underlining, as you say, there'd be times where we'd be behind and we'd come out and we'd absolutely batter teams, even if we didn't have the right to batter teams after halftime. Um, but we've just not seen that under Ross this season. That's his main downfall, the fact that we don't have that bounce-back ability that we have had in years gone by. Yeah. Greg, do you think there's an argument that says um, Jack Ross did change it for the weekend because we were obviously speaking, we hadn't played that front three against St. Johnson all season. So you could, Jack Ross could say, well, there, there is a change. And for me, I think the players massively let him down I, because that team's capable. We've seen it during the season, that team's capable, albeit maybe not against that team. And that's probably where the questions on Jack Ross come from because we have struggled. Well, well that's four times they've beat us in four months. So like, I think Jack, there probably is questions that Jack Ross needs to answer on that one. But Martin Boyle, Christian Dodge and Kevin Nisbet have combined for 46 goals this season. And I don't think they had a shot between them at the weekend. Not even off target, a shot. I don't remember either of them, any of them having a shot. I might be wrong, but they definitely didn't have one on target. I think we had two shots on target in the game. It was uh, Jackson Irvin's one, then Porteous with like a flicked header from the like fucking sixteen yards out that went straight to the keeper's neck. Like, do you think it falls on the plate? Like, where do you? You're not a Jack Ross fan, really. In all honesty, let's be honest. Where, do you, where do you land on it? Um, for the first question, I don't think it would make a difference that the three of them playing because they made no impact on the game. Like we've like we've we've not made an impact on the game against them quite a few times this season. 
Um, the second question, who does it fall down to? For me, it's a bit of both. I've said it before, I don't think Jack Ross is the type of manager that, that will motivate players in a way that they perhaps need. I think he's possibly too calm. I think the one in the dressing room who maybe will go tonto is probably the assistant, John Potter. Um, he seems more that type of character. So for me, Jack Ross is very softly spoken. I don't think he's the type to go guns blazing, which is possibly what the players need at times. Um, but for me, the players let him down massively and I think they need to really have a look at themselves because they've not just let him down, they've let themselves down, they've let the fans down that have backed them all season, you know, all we needed was one more performance from them and they've not given us it um, mm. and obviously there's been stuff on Twitter about them going out that night as well and what, what, well, what are your opinions on that because for me, I'm not being funny but what are you doing? A, it's why not you a good look that bad a performance like it's, so it's a player of the year awards next week why not just go after that I don't think it's a good look but I guess they, they are human beings like but no, I think that, I think they've got to start quite they've got to, do you know what like see like Christian Deutsch like, he's opened a bottle of champagne and I'm not angry at Christian Deutsch it's whoever's leaked that footage but then when you see people posting stuff on their own social media then You've got to ask questions of they people. Do you really think, like, just yeah, yeah, you actually thought that was a good idea? Like, I mean, <laughs> for me, does it look like does it look like they are gutted that they've lost a cup final? No, no. So for me, it's, 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 it's the wrong message, and whether they meant to or not, that that's the perception the fans get. You need to understand how it looks to people. And do you know what? These players might not have played a lot of a lot of football in terms of Sean Mackey, Stephen Bradley, and and Kyle McGinnis, but. You need to understand how that looks to the fans who are understandably furious at the group of players and the manager that after what they've mm. seen. So poor judgment, but I think maybe a wee bit OTT requesting that these players are are released. See, I, I, so I sort of, I sort of, I don't, I'll let you guys come in. I sort of missed the boat on this because I went out and got. Well, I basically done what the players done after the game on Saturday. I went and just drank myself to the point where I couldn't fucking remember a thing. Uh, so I sort of missed it all. And then I'd seen the screenshots and that. So then I went and looked like Sean. Uh, I think Sean. I went and looked at what's well, Stevie Bradley's or stuff, and everything had been deleted. And but then the one that annoyed, and it actually annoyed me today is Kevin Dabrowski's posting left, right, and the next thing. But then I'm also like, he's not played a minute. You know what I mean? Like, and he's back home and that, and it's, it's just. But then it, it's it's like that way, like if you split up with like your your relationship ends and then one person's away having fun and the other person's no, you're like, Fuck you, you bastard, you broke my heart. Like I'm sitting looking at Eddie Hibbs player now that's no sitting in that bed greeting, like that's what you've done to twenty thousand folk at the weekend. Harry, Liam, what do you what do you think about that sort of post game situation that we've seen? Liam, we've not heard your dulcet tones in about ten minutes, mate. You can have a you can have a one. Just, oh, I just find it really hard to get annoyed about it, to be quite honest. And I'm not going to go against the grain of a lot of supporters because I've seen some folk go absolutely raging and I like release the players and going mental on Twitter and saying they'll never be back and they're handing back their season tickets and all that. And I just want to tell those cunts to get a grip, to be quite honest, because it happens, right? That, that happens. So it's not nice seeing it at the time. Was I pissed off? I was, but... Two days later, am I still raging about it? No, I'm angry about what happened on the pitch. And nothing that happened after that night can change what happened for those 90 minutes on the pitch. So be angry about 
the players who maybe didn't give it their all rather than just pick on a couple of fucking youth team players and a guy who's been injured for most of the season. Okay, the dice thing with champagne, optics are, are terrible. Not good. I don't, I don't think it looks good given the, the situation, but I don't think he posted it, did he? Someone else did. No, um, I don't so, know. I don't know, know what happened. Folks get taken all the time. Things get taken out of context. Like we're seeing a two-second image of something. It doesn't look good, but I'm not. I'm, I'm like, if I'm still raging about that on a Monday night after that performance on Saturday, then your priorities are in the wrong place. I think you've got a factor in as well. Though, succession dodge as well. He's probably got family up. He's maybe not seen them for a long time. Like. There's there is there's always other elements to it, and like you say, the the optics of it aren't good, and maybe Hibs have arranged something post game, and at the end of the day, it's like they're now on holiday for six weeks. Like they, their job is done effectively. You know what I mean? Okay, the result didn't go the way they wanted to, but it's what fifth, how long's the season last? Eight months of being on your best behaviour, especially through COVID, and the players have never really been able to sneeze, but like. I don't, I, I'm gonna say I struggle to get annoyed. It just it doesn't look good, does it? Uh, Harry, what, what wrap us up on this part? What did you make it? And the thing I'd say is, have you never had a night where you really can't be arsed, but you've got something organised, so you go along to it anyway, and you put on a smile in that just because you have to, because you're there. Uh, yesterday, I, I think yesterday it's kind of the exact. Was. See, the thing is, like those players, even though they're smiling, I don't think you still there. I think we've just lost Harry, but I, Greg, um, there's been a lot of uh, calls for Jack Ross's head. Um, you have, oh, you're back. Right, I shoot, was you're make, back. Well, um, it says my connection's unstable. I thought I was making a really good point there, but we'll move on. It's fine. No, go for it, mate. Go for it. Um, nah, it's on a, I've, I've lost my train of thought. It's cool. No worries. Well, so, Greg, I've sort of mentioned it already, but there's been a lot of calls for Jack Ross to go and you. Yeah. Um, a few years uh, had requested months ago, but where, where do you land on that front just now? And some of the again, we do what I just we're not just sitting bashing Twitter and that. I'm sure it's Hibs fans in general, but um, where, where where do you exactly sit on that? Are you happy to see Jack Ross in charge uh, from the first day of next season? I think happy would be a, a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, I, I think I think. To be honest, I don't think he'll get sacked, if I'm honest. Um, this is a long-term plan that the club have that, that includes him. So I just think that that was totally unacceptable on Saturday. Um, and for me, I know that obviously we spoke about it in the season and Harry reminded me yesterday what we said um, would have to happen for him to get back in the good books. And he's still in the bad books now. Um, despite for his return and getting to the cup final and a good run in the cup. So, yeah, I think that, look, it's so easy to look at things emotionally. Um, maybe in a week, two weeks, months time when you've calmed down and you can look at the season as a whole. But, yeah, I think a wee bit perspective. However, this is very much heck and bottom vibes from a few seasons ago um, where he was struggling Just with like the he was really struggling at the start of the season. Um, and obviously we all beat off hearts and that was it. The fan base seemed to turn. And he got to, what, November? And that was August that that happened. So, yeah, I think he really does need a good start to the season. I think fans are bored of the football that we're, that we're seeing as well. Um, so, for me, yeah, 
he's got some mm. job in his hands, but he's got a few weeks to try and come up with a master plan. So good luck to the laddie. At least it's no me. Uh, obviously, we are focusing mainly on the cup final here, and we will do a sort of full season review over the next, like probably yeah. over the next few weeks, we'll break it down. But uh, Liam and Harry, I'll sort of pose this to you both at the same time. Floors open. Um, you are more in the Jack Ross camp. Um, there's a lot of people basically devaluing the benefits of finishing, uh, the achievement of finishing third. And all of us had said the cup became the priority due to the European uh, connections and stuff. But what do you make of the people saying that oh, third wasn't even that good anyway because league was shite? Harry's favourite question. Right, winds me right up here because the league's no shite. The league, the league is as good, if not better, than it's ever been. Rangers, by far the best Rangers side we've had in over a decade. Celtic have obviously got 10 times the budget of us. Aberdeen got off to the best start of their season that they've got off to in over 10 years. Livy went on a 15-game unbeaten run. Motherwell finished bottom six and they've got um, two players going to the Euros. St Johnston finished fifth and they won two domestic trophies. Ross County and Dundee United both finished bottom six and had a more successful like, season against top six sides than any bottom six sides have had in ages. The only teams that were pish were Kilmarnock and Hamilton and both of them are getting relegated. Like This whole narrative that Scottish football's pish this season is absolute bullshit. It's bullshit and it's pissed me off. Hibs fans will do anything to try and downgrade and hate the club. And see, the thing is, like, see Heckenbottom, I think he got hounded out the club. I don't think that, like, obviously, when he, when it came to time for him to go, he had to go. But Hibs fans pushed him out. And if they do the same with Jack Ross, we're all just a bunch of fucking idiots. That's that's me done. Liam, you can you can go. <laughs> fucking tough act to follow that, to be <laughs> fair. Um, and I don't know, no, I've, I've seen a lot of devaluing of third place today. And uh, I've seen a lot of people telling me that um, there's not been progress today. But the simple fact of the matter is that there is only one measurement in football that matters, and that's results. In the league, the results have been better. So that is progress. In the cup, we're all disappointed. And look, let's not try and take the emotion completely out yesterday, because I think everyone's still a wee bit raw for yesterday, Saturday, sorry. Everyone's still a wee bit raw for Saturday, and I can understand that. But to say there's not been progress is just a flat-out lie. And don't change the goalposts. So if I tell you that there's, there's, there's been progress, because results have been better, and you tell me, oh, but progress is actually a style of football. Well, no, it's not, because style of football doesn't get you fuck all. And we can go on about playing the Hibs way and this, that and the other, but actually all that really matters is the results. It's about putting a winning team on the park that takes us somewhere. It'd be nice to play good football at the same time. It's not been perfect under under Jack Ross, but it can improve. And I think it will improve next season with the right acquisitions. But I think, you know, Greg's right to point out that the recruitment team and Jack, Jack Ross have got a hell of a job in the summer, but they've got a hell of a job every summer. I saw a, a, a Hibs fan who I quite respect say that we need a major, major rebuild in the summer, one of the biggest rebuilds in the club's history. I'm like, what, the squad that got a stud? It's not a major rebuild, it's adding some pieces. We need to recruit every single summer, but it's 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 daft to say that we don't need to recruit well, because you always need to recruit well at a football club. If you don't recruit well, then you do go backwards. So I think let's just try and keep everyone in perspective. We're all off for the weekend, but has he done a good job this season? Actually, over the totality of the season, yes, he has, but there's been some games where We've fallen way, way short of expectations. So, you know, it's it's been it's been maybe mixed, shall we say? Yeah, I think this is the thing as well. Like, obviously, when when emotions are involved, and it's one of them. And you're talking about changing the goalpost, and I think I'm guilty of it. Probably, in fact, you know, all of us are guilty of it. I would say because see, at the start of every season, on the first podcast that we do, looking at next season, I'll pose to you is what do you think is a, a a successful season for Hibs and we will say finish third 
and have a good cup run, if not win a cup. You know what I mean? Like, win a cup or at least have a good cup run. So, but as you progress in that cup, it then becomes more like, I want to win the cup. I want to challenge for second place if that's if you're close enough to Celtic or Rangers have a second like so the, the goalposts do keep changing but then when the dust settles you, I don't think anyone can look at this season and say it wasn't a success I don't do I think it'll be a memorable season no we, nobody was there nobody has that pure emotional connection to this season and I think that's what hurts the most about Saturday is that was the point where I think everyone even though we weren't in the games I think a cup final brings out that emotion the um, the feeling that no other game does, maybe other than like a derby game or something, but a cup final is different, everything that goes with it. I think when you look at it, I was saying to Greg and Harry yesterday when we were in town with our friends, like, I had all these plans made in my head for the weekend and I forgot that I actually did Hibs to win for that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you think about things and you get carried away and I think that's what hurts the most as well. Um, but I think when the dust settles, we have to accept it. it's been a good season. And I guess just one final thing for us to wrap up on uh, before we come back next, we can really analyse stuff. Um, I don't know if these were post-match interviews or not, but there's, I think, an interview kicking about, I want to say, on Evening News or Edinburgh Live around Jack Ross talking about recruiting and uh, that sort of profile that we're going to look for and talking about finding the next Kevin Nisbet and stuff. Um, and you've obviously mentioned a rebuild or lack of rebuild. Do you think a lot of that depends on who stays and who goes in the summer? And sort of initially, what's your thoughts on who will stay and who will go, seeing as um, a few red tops had us without a squad? Although, notice there's not been any links today, which is interesting. I think the interesting dog is probably significant enough for us to agree a fee for him, whether that means he leaves this summer or not. I'm not sure. I think we'll potentially sell him with the opportunity to kind of loan him back for a period of time. I think that's a deal that would make sense for, for most parties. Um, I think Kevin Nisbet probably goes this summer. But other than that, I think it'll be kind of squad of French players that leave the club uh, in the main. Um, and I think we'll use that money that we get from those couple of transfers to bring in young Scottish players. I think I think the Jason Kerr deal will happen. And I, I know that like I'm basing that just off complete off complete conjecture, but I think I think I think it will happen. Um, I think it makes sense again for both parties. He can't do any more at St Johnston. He's he has achieved the pinnacle of any player will ever achieve at St Johnston. Um, and that's no disrespect to them. I think we'll bring in. I think, I think we'll bring in Obsin as a bit of replacement and probably. I would like to think a goal scorer midfielder because that's one thing that's been really evident is you know we've got a goal scorer midfielder, but he's currently getting his uh, hair transplant done in Turkey rather than. Uh, Playing up for us in the centre of the park, so that's that's uh, nah, that's that, that's the best my views on our chance. No, but, no, but Liam Ollie does is score goals. That's Not all I heard. Good. That's no. all. I, that's all I heard. That's all I heard. But I was praising him at the start of the season. All he does is score goals. That's that's it. That that I that, I said it too many times. I hate when players score goals. I, I hate it. Imagine if we'd scored a goal on Saturday. That'd been class. Um, Harry, Greg, two players that Liam didn't mention there: um, Martin Boyle and Jack Smurvin. I was telling anyone that would listen at four o'clock on Saturday that Martin Boyle better never wear a hip stop again, purely because of that dive. I thought it was a. Do you know, I just summed up the day. Like, just if if someone had said, "Here's fifty p, never mind five hundred grand," I'd been like, "Just fuck off, mate." Like, it was just so bad. Like, what about they two? Especially Jack Smurvin. I mean. Obviously, I don't want Martin Boyle to leave. He's, he's a fantastic football player for, for Hibs, but 
that dive just really fucking annoyed me. It just confirmed everything that folk have said about him all season. That that really fucked me off. Uh, but aye, what, what do you think about they two in their sort of position in the squad? And obviously, as of now, Jackson Irvin, I guess, isn't a house player. Aye, but for me, obviously, you can. I'm a massive Jackson Irvin fan. And Boyle goes with it saying he's probably the best player at the club on his day at the moment. Um, but I don't, I don't really want to think about either of them leaving because it will make me sad. And we're currently at quite a sad week being a Hibs fan. So hopefully they can get um, Irvin penned down. Uh, they don't have to worry about anything. But Greg, what, what do you think? I think I think the reaction to the die for Martin Boyle some different up to be fair. Um for me, I wouldn't I, I just don't think Irvin's done enough over the six months to for us to keep him. Um it would have to be at a, a, a price where take mate. Sorry, that is that is a terrible point of view. <laughs> I, really, I don't think he's done enough. Um if, if I, think he's been okay games, I think he's been okay in games, but for me, Irvin, um yeah, I, I just I just don't think he's he's been what I expected for a start. Um he doesn't seem like the same player that was at Ross County. Um so yeah, for me I, I don't know. So yeah, wait, so it's possibly, since, since possibly Irvin, an element of it of that he's not being played being played in the right position, but for me, no thanks. Let me move on. No, but seriously, since he came in, him or Neil, just just on the time period since Irvin's joined the club, who would you rather have? We both have had periods of being utter shite. But Neil's been substantially worse since Irvin came in. So it's either the system's wrong or Neil needs to go as well. Because I'm sorry, but Irv, Irvin's been our best creative player in the middle of the park since he joined the club. I think um, I'll just sorry if I interject. I would agree on both fronts. Um, I'm sorry in the middle on Jackson Irvin. I want Hibs to offer him a deal. I don't want us to break the bank to try and sign him. I, I really, really like. I I think I would. I'm like eighty twenty on him, but I really am. But I do want him to stay. I do want him to stay. I'm just. For me, you would have to do it. I think the, the one th- I agree with Harry, has been our most creative player since he came in. But I do think we haven't always been that creative from the middle of the park anyway. So is that difficult? But I, I think the one thing on his side is definitely, I do think he'd be a lot, lot better with a proper pre-season, a proper, like he's, this has sort of been his settling in period. You, know, you see it enough times when players maybe go on loan to a club and like they they're all right and then they sign permanently and they're a lot better um, I, I think I do want them to stay but I think I think after one or two games there was people saying if Jackson Irvin doesn't sign a contract then Hibs like what like it's, it's ridiculous this that next thing I think Hibs should offer I think you, I, I don't think he'll be here I think if we won on Saturday it would be but I think I don't think we'll be able to even offer the same money as without because just because of the European money that potential is going to come from it. I think he'll get a better offer maybe abroad and he might go. I, I, I'd i like him to stay but I'd be surprised. Well, I'm, I'm going to do what you guys do. I'm just going to walk into the good player tree and pick a different player up that's as good as Jackson Irvin because apparently that must exist, eh? Well, no, I just I just think I, I would like him to I would like him to stay but I'm not convinced he will. But he said, I'll tell you, if, if he's in Scotland he'll be a Hibs player. Ah, he's not going to Aberdeen. There's, there's just no way he's going to go up there. Uh, the, the, other, the other one uh, now, we've, now we've gone to talk about transfer rumours the other one that me and Harry have disagreed on previously is Levante Cole I think I think he'll become a Hibs player this summer as well based on the fact that 
he's been he one of the best centre forwards in the league this season, playing for a really poor Motherwell side, I think. And he's very, very different to what we've got. He's different to he's Boyle, Nisbet and Deutsch. Um I, I, I think that is definitely a goal this summer. I, uh, I, I'm maybe just a little bit of a, I think I've said it enough times this season, but other, out with it, sort of Hibs, I've, not really, I've sort of lost interest in football without the fans and stuff like that. So maybe I've just not paid enough attention to Devante Cole, but it would, it wouldn't be a signing that would uh, get me off my seat. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, like, like again, like I just, and obviously we were linked to Scott McMahon during the week as well, which you guys maybe, but I listened to the Terrace podcast the other week, actually, just last week, talking about the fullbacks and they rated them highly. And I think, I think one thing that we've learned is from plenty of players that um, I, I've said it enough times. I, I trust the recruitment team, so I think whatever squad we have ready to go on the first game of next season, um, which isn't the fucking group stages of the League Cup, so we've not got an excessively early start. Um, I think I'll be happy with it and I'll, I'll trust the process if you like. Um, Greg, just wrap us up on Jackson. Am I able to come back on the Jackson Oven point? Huh? And then Martin Boyle? or, or I, is, I'm going to be silenced again. No, I said wrap, that's what I was saying, wrap us up on the Jackson Oven chat. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, what is he, 29 year old? Yeah, not for <laughs> me. I think so, yeah. Truly is, eh? I, I, think, I, think, I think, to be honest, I know you said before he wants to go to Australia, possibly, and I think he would still get decent money down south. But for me, it's uh, unless he's going to be played in a different position, then definitely not. Um, in terms of Martin Boyle, he's a player that has been has had moments in this season where he's not been good, but other moments where he's been unbelievable. And then he's left with he's he's left with the thought of Saturday. So for me, I think. He is a player we should be keeping, but if the if the right price comes in for him, like all players, then by all means, get rid. Um, with Nisbet, I think he'll go. Again, he's got the Euros coming up. Saturday was a disgrace. Doig, I think so much interest in him, or apparent interest, um, would like to see him come back alone for a season. I think that would help his development. Um, and Porteous, I will drive him anywhere. He was. He was. He, he has. He has been the, the one player that this season that just wow. Just some games you're like you've never played football before. Other games he turns it on, but if you give me the choice of Kerr or Porteous, there's only one winner, and it's it's Jason Kerr. So I think if a Salem Porteous would help fund Jason Kerr, then by all means get rid as well. Do you think a lot of the the talk about a rebuild, Liam, um, now you've, you've obviously mentioned a lot of people are saying it's a massive rebuild, do you think that's people accepting that all these players aren't going to be here? No, I think it's actually, from the, the context of what they're saying, I think it's they think we need a massive rebuild in order to finish third in the league again and get to cut finals again. I think that's what the, that, that was the, certainly the context I read. But then I also said the same poster say that... Uh, he needed a massive rebuild and we should use Gray McGregor and Stevenson to mentor those players. So presumably they're staying on a playing capacity. And I thought if we were rebuilding any part of the squad, it would be rebuilding where we've got you know, yeah. guys that are kind of into their well into their 30s who, you know, let's be honest, I don't think any of us would be thrilled by Lou Stevenson being the starting left-back next season um, after we've had Josh Doig for a year. 
Um, Noah McGregor has done really, really well when he's coming into the team this season. <clears throat> Sorry, he's done really well when he's coming into the team this season, but I wouldn't want him starting as the first choice centre back next season either. So, you know, I think there's got to be a wee bit of a reality check in terms of the, the, the terminology rebuild. We don't want to be like our city rivals who sign, you know, 90 players across, was it 12 transfer windows or something in six years? You know, we don't want to be that club. Uh, we want to keep the, 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 the kind of bones of a relatively good squad, but we do need to add pieces to it. And, you know, we've got a couple of games in Europe coming up at the very least in July. You know, we need to get a squad in ready to kind of hit the ground running. Sorry about the cliche. Uh, in July. And then, you know, if we get out of that round, then maybe we need to add some more pieces too. Yeah. Well, shall we leave it there this evening? Well, uh, <laughs> we, we got any mere internal bickering today. Fucking um, hell, man. Even though I made uh, such a comment about Irvin, I'd happily see him go from it. We've got Alan Campbell in because that, that'd be a... Oof, what I'm saying, that'd be. That is not happening either. No, it's definitely yeah, not yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'd happily trade you an Irvin for a Campbell. No chance. I would, I would just like to say, on, on Portress, um, I've got a bit carried away, but to be fair, I, ju- I do just think that if you could fund a deal for Jason Kerr, then, you know, it, for, for me, it is an upgrade. And it's an upgrade because Jason Kerr has won two trophies this season with St Johnston and is such a good centre half. So yeah. I I don't I'd like I'm I so I disagree with you on Porches. I think I think that the year is still a young guy. There's a couple of years difference between him and Jason Kerr and I think in that particular position I think that does make a massive difference. I think we also have to remember just how much football the guys missed since he came into the team. Now I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to get a book of excuses out of you for him. But I, I, I do think there is still a lot of developing in there too. But he is still raw and a lot of defenders at that age are still raw. Um, Jason Kerr, I think, does have a slight advantage in that he plays kind of as the sort of right of a back three, and Liam Gordon does all of that. Uh, they call him a meat and potatoes defender, and that's exactly what he is, and he's a head and kick it the way you're facing kind of defender. Kerr can play a bit more, McCart can play a bit more. To be honest, I would take Kerr and McCart. I think they're both good young prospects who will go for a name. This is going to... I was going to say, Tari, yes, let's just sign the three of them. <laughs> and Rooney. And Gia's Rooney and all. Uh-huh. And then we're getting McCann as well. I, 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 in terms of, in terms of like, obviously, the gap between Portress and Hanlon, the age gap is, what, eight year? Do you think that makes a difference because the age gap is so big? Do you think if, if Portress was playing beside someone who was in between that, he would learn more? Because um, obviously the, the game's changed totally since Hanlon came through. It, it, it's not a slight on Paul Hanlon. This is going to sound like an attack on Hanlon, and it's not fair. Well, I'm I all think, for that. Terrible. I think the thing. I think the, the difficulty with the balance of that partnership is Porches is expected to be the aggressor all the time because Hanlon is not an aggressive centre half. He's a covering centre half who's who's good on the ball. When you when you play. As, as the way in the way Porteous does, he's an aggressive player anyway. But there's that bit more expected of him playing alongside a guy like Paul Hamlin. Uh, I, I, and it's, again, you know, it's just different horses for different courses. It's yeah, a fucking well. cliche, Harry. You, you got three in this episode, mate. It's class. I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's it's necessarily an issue with the learning side about that, like you mentioned, Greg. But I do think it. I just think it's not ideal that. I think you always want to look at your centre backs and go, they, like that could be a partnership for five years. Like, you know, I think you looked at Paul Hanlon and Darren McGregor when we won the cup in 2016 and you felt like, yeah, like that's fine for next season as well and probably the season, you know what I mean? Like, 
I think you do want a little bit of sort of long-term plan, especially at centre-back, so they can grow to understand each other. And I think like Liam said, um, Hanlon, uh, sorry, Porches has missed a lot of football. And this is the first season where he's maybe, this is really his first full season in top flight football. And um, I just think chopping and changing between a four, three and a four is sort of we've done throughout the season. I don't think it's ideal just for that sort of cover element of it. But I think they're both good defenders. I think Hibs are a good, we didn't lose the cup because we were bad at defending. We didn't finish third because we were bad at defending. We I think we had, we conceded the fourth lowest number of goals, but I think we had more clean sheets than Aberdeen. Like, we are statistically a good team. <laughs> just, in fact, yeah, we are just a good team. We just shat the bed at the weekend, unfortunately. Which um, is, but again, it's not the first time at Hamden, and this is the problem. This is now what Hibs fans are going to jump on because it's not the first time. It's happened three other times this season. Is it just that we have this mental block at Hamden? Well, no, because we won there. Right, but you've also lost three times this season. So, so what is the issue? Is the issue just that we don't turn up against St Johnston and at Hearts we fucking shat the bed? Because for me, that's not good enough. I don't it's think not, we shat the bed It's again. not an excuse. I think when you look at the Hearts game, Again, like we will come to this when we do our full season review, I'm sure. But we, um, I think the Hearts game, to quote Jack Ross, it was fine margin. We hit the bar with a penalty. They scored a penalty. Like that it is like, like if Kevin Nisbet scores that penalty, we win that game. Like, I, like I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. And I do. St. Johnson have our number, and I, I, I'll eat my own words. I'd say that I don't believe in bogey teams. This, that, and the next thing. I, I'm still not convinced. I do believe in bogey teams. I just think Callum Davidson has a squad of players that is perfectly fitted to nullify Hibs. Hibs' strength is three-five-two, and St. Johnson's strength is playing against the three-five-two. Or it's just that Hibs, Hibs aren't tactically that intelligent to be able to cope with that. Why? Why are we having to go down to, to their level and, and match them? When you know, for, for I me, think, I don't think we match. Me. I don't think we. Maybe it's even. I don't. I don't even necessarily think it's a case of we went down to match them. I think we played the formation that we think suits us best. You say that enough this season that you think we're, when we played four four two, we were winning. I think we all agreed that we play our best football in a three five two. So just mm-hmm. because it doesn't work against one team doesn't mean that's the wrong way to play. If we, if anything, if he changed it, then that would mean we were dropping to their level. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, I don't think we need to get fucking too negative, like too well, like it's just we're just going around in circles, eh? It was shite. Like, see what the thing is, if Jack Cross didn't send Scott Allen out on loan, we would have won that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you see you know, I'm on, like see now all the all the loan signings are getting brought up, like pays our money and that. Like, come on, please behave. Jimmy Gullen just scored a hat trick in that game. <laughs> <laughs> See, while we're on that, right? When Ewan was making the comment, and it was a very valid comment, by the way, Ewan, so it's not a, it's not me slating you, but your, your comment about the goalpost against Hearts and fine margins, you know what comment came in my head? Yeah. Remember when Hearts got beat 5 0 of Celtic at Tyne Castle, and Ian Cathro said if you take away the goalposts, we were equal to Celtic. <laughs> I, think that's a, I do think that's a great place to end it because. Um, it could, <laughs> It could always be worse. It could always be worse. You could be a Hearts fan. We're gone. It's just a point. It's just disappointing because we're not going to sign Pelly this summer. 
<laughs> Not all singers are going to be like Pelly. Uh, I like you and said we're gonna. Is that is that as ended? Is that as wrapped up at forty one minutes past and it's now fifty seven? <laughs> uh, look, if you don't laugh, I just had to my weekly meltdown. To be fair, it's been a long time coming. I've, I've held it in a weekend. Uh, right, lads, that's that, that, that for the final time. Let's let's leave it there. Um, Saturday was extremely extremely disappointing. It'll probably hurt the majority of the summer break but by the time the new season comes round hopefully we're back in the grounds we're back the world's in a slightly better place as it appears to be trending that way Scotland all have won the Euros and we will be ready to fall back in love with Hibs again so thanks a lot for coming on again uh, we will be back next week we'll probably keep recording the full off season uh, various bits and pieces uh, next week we'll probably I think we'll split up the uh, sort of league review cup competitions review and then probably look forward to next season as well. So that's probably what will come over the next sort of three weeks and then we'll see what we've got coming over the summer. We'll get guests on as well, eh? I think so. I think so. We'll see what we'll see what we've got in the bag. But um catch us next week. Thanks for coming on again, boys.